Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in the book of Philippians. And I am excited here because we're going to be looking at one of my favorite characters in all of Scripture, and that is Timothy. We're going to be looking at Timothy and just a few things that we see in his description here in this uh, passage of Philippians chapter 2 that the Apostle Paul goes and gives. And then tomorrow we're going to be looking at another um, really disciple of the Apostle Paul, uh, which is the character of Epaphroditus. But I, I am certain that through looking at both Timothy and Epaphroditus, that there are things that we can learn and apply to our life. So uh, let's go ahead and let's read Second, or excuse me, Second Timothy. How about Philippians chapter 2? Philippians chapter 2, it says this, Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind. Let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others." Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming the likeness of men. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and those on the earth and those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as much in my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to do and to will for his good pleasure." Do all things without complaining or disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me." But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your estate. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust the Lord that I myself shall also come to you shortly. Yet I consider it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need, since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you had heard that he was sick. For indeed he was sick unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not on him uh, only, but also on me." lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I sent him more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem because for their work for Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Now, what we're going to be focusing in here this morning is verses 19 through 24, and it says this once again, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send to you Timothy, uh, to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your estate. 
for I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with the Father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself should also come to you shortly. Here we see just a few things about Timothy that I want us to take and to, uh, to, to really put into practice. The first one is that he is like-minded like the Apostle Paul. Now, this goes beyond just what we would normally think of like-minded, that they think similarly. If we were to go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 10, we could see that, that it goes and it says that he has followed um, really just everything about the Apostle Paul's life. I mean, it's not just uh, this concept of being in agreement, but it is, in fact, that he has followed the Apostle Paul in every area of life. In fact, in 2 Timothy 3.10, it says, But you have carefully followed my doctrine, my manner of life, my purpose, my faith, my love, my perseverance. And then in verse 11, it goes in and talks about his persecutions and all of those things uh, that have happened to him. The, the Apostle Paul is getting at this, that Timothy has literally patterned his life after the Apostle Paul, but in not a bad way, not in becoming a follower of man, but he literally took the Apostle Paul's uh, exhortation serious when the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And Timothy said, yes, I will follow you as you follow Christ. And therefore, Timothy is, of course, following Christ. He is actually following Christ in this. And so when we look at this concept of being like-minded, we should seek to actually be like-minded to those who are discipling us, to those who, who are teaching us, to those who, who are uh, going and investing God's Word in us. We should go and seek to be like-minded, but it's much more than just in agreement or mental assent. It's this idea of following doctrine, so that's teaching, following manner of life. That's literally talking about the purpose or, or excuse me, uh, the um, the the type of life that the Apostle Paul is is living is what he's going and saying. The way of life, that's the word I was looking for, their way. Uh, the way of life that the Apostle Paul is having uh, in living. And so he's going and he's following that. He has similar disciplines. He's going and finding um, all kinds of uh, uh, disciplines that the Apostle Paul has, and he's emulating those disciplines. His purpose, well, what is your purpose in life? You know, I should go and, and have a set a similar purpose as the one who's teaching me, and of course, faith and long-suffering and love and perseverance, all of those things. That's what it's talking about to being like-minded. And of course, we should follow those who are in authority over us in such a way as they follow Christ. And of course, that means that there's an expectation on the person who's in authority over you to actually follow Christ. Um, but he continues on, and he says, uh, for all seek their own and not the things which are of Christ. And of course, he's getting at this idea, who will sincerely care for your state? So the, the Apostle Paul is saying, one, Timothy's like-minded, but two, Timothy is trustworthy. He actually is going to have integrity, and he's actually going to care for your estate. And with that, he's seeking the things which are Christ's, 
he is a good steward of what is entrusted to him. And so you need to have a like-mindedness to those who are teaching you, but then you also need to be trustworthy. You need to be able to steward what they give you because you're using it for Christ. You're not viewing it as yours. You're viewing it as Christ. And you're saying, look, I'm going to go and treat this as Christ. I'm not going to go and bury my talent, what's given to me, in the ground, but rather I'm going to go and to work hard and to try to double it, try to go and to get the most that I possibly can out of it. I'm taking care of it. I'm actually caring for it because I care and I'm seeking Christ. That's what Timothy had. And the Apostle Paul then follows this up by saying, but you know his proven character. You know his proven character. So, number one, you need to go and to be like-minded. Number two, you need to be a steward. The third thing, then, is that you need to have good character. And what is good character? Well, character is, of course, your moral fabric. But specifically, it is who you are around everybody. Yeah, there are a lot of people who, depending on who they're around, you know, they, they, they kind of become a chameleon. They start changing the way that they are. But somebody who has true, strong character, they are who they are. And then, of course, who they are lines up with principles and scripture. And so it doesn't matter if they're standing before a king or standing before a pauper, they're going to go and have the same convictions, live in the same exact way, and they're going to go and, and say, look, I'm not changing because of who I am around. This is, is something that is so vital that you need to have and something that Timothy had here. And he continues on, though, he goes and he says, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. You know, is that your testimony that you've actually gone and labored in the gospel? Who have you gone with and shared the gospel? Who have you labored in the gospel with? You need to be going and having those moments where you're going out with somebody and you're going out on a missions trip to go and to share the gospel, to go into labor in the gospel. You know, it might be street preaching. It might not be street preaching. One of my, I, I enjoy street preaching, but one of my uh, favorite ways to go and to share the gospel is to go and to take somebody who, who doesn't really, they haven't shared the gospel much. Maybe it's because they don't have confidence. Maybe it's uh, just because they've never done it. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but to go and to take them and take them out to eat and then ask them the question, okay, who's sharing their testimony with the waiter or waitress tonight? And the first time they kind of look at you like, what? And then, of course, they say, well, you, you must be the one doing that today. You do that, but then you take them out again and you say, okay, now it's your turn to go and do that. Now it's your turn to go and to share the gospel with the waiter or the waitress. See, and the reason why the waiter or the waitress is a good person to share the gospel with is because they're trying to get a tip, so they're going to be nice to you, even if you highly offend them in certain ways. Why? Because they want to get a good tip. So it's 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 like starting out there on T-ball, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those um, safe environments to go and to share the gospel, so to say. But these are the things that we need to go and to emulate in our life. To be like Timothy, we need to go and to be like-minded, 
to those who are teaching us. We need to go and to be a good steward. We need to, or be trustworthy. Then we need to have proven character. And then we need to be going and serving and laboring in the gospel. Those four things need to be going and marking our life. And when you do that, it, it puts you in elite company with Timothy that the Apostle Paul says, look, I trust this guy. I trust this person. And don't you want the person who's discipling you to say, look, I trust you. In fact, I want you to go and to figure out how these people are doing over there and then come and tell me how they're doing because I trust you so much that you're going to go and when they tell you how they're doing or you're going to be able to perceive how they're actually doing and you can go and correct them, you can go and encourage them the way that I would go do it, whatever it might be. But I have full and complete confidence that when I send you that you're going to be a representation of who I want you to be and ultimately who Christ wants you to be. That should be our goal in life. So remember those four things. Once again, be like-minded, be a good steward or trustworthy. The third thing there is to go and have proven character, have good character, be who you are supposed to be consistently. And the fourth thing there is to serve in the gospel. Be gospel-minded, be laboring in the gospel with that person who would be sending you out. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Can you feel it? The song that is rising, then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith,